Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 10th, 2020. My name is Puneet Tiara and I'm joined by Chief Investment Strategist Eric Ristovan. Eric, good morning. Good morning. So there are three things I wanted to get your thoughts on today. Mm -hmm. Firstly, earlier in the week, we were really focused on Iran and some of the geopolitical tension that we might be observing out there. Just wanted to hear your thoughts and what we can expect moving forward in terms mm -hmm. of its effect on the markets. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I wanted to review some economic data that came out earlier yep. this week. And then lastly, this morning, we saw the jobs report. It would be great to know how that performed relative to our expectations and what we can expect moving forward. Great. So starting out with Iran. Yeah, I, I kind of I've said this in the past. I'll probably say it a lot in the future. Geopolitical events don't matter until they matter. Mm -hmm. um, most of them don't matter. It, it's a, it, what it really boils down to is escalation. And, and, you know, obviously uh, there, there was a killing of General Suleiman in, in last week. Um, and then there was a concern that this would escalate broadly in, throughout the week. Um, obviously, the, the missile attacks on, the, on the, the Baghdad military installations with U.S. troops um, was, a, was a response to the, 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 the killing of Suleiman. But, it, you know, it, it seems at this point, though, that they've kind of both stepped, both Iran and the U.S. have stepped back from the brink and realized that continued escalation um, is, is not in the best interest of either country. I, I, and I think that's kind of where the markets thought it, too. So you look at market responses, you know, the, the S&P 500, the stocks, you know, 50, the, the, the emerging market, the MSCI emerging market index, they're all up between half a percent and 1.3 percent. So all modestly positive. You saw oil. It, it actually ended up, uh, oil prices actually dropped on the week. Which is which is interesting. Um, so so you know you've seen a response where I think the market kind of did not expect a broad escalation. Um, that that's kind of how it priced it all through the week. Um, there are obviously some threats and concerns throughout the week to that kind of expectation. But I think that's broadly where the market is, and and that's probably about where it should be. Um, because geopolitical events generally don't matter until they matter, um, and the, when they matter, it's fairly rare. That's a very helpful perspective. So maybe then moving on to some of the more traditional indicators for the market, <laughs> economic data. What happened earlier this week, and what does it say about what we can expect for the economy through 2020? Yeah, I, I, good news, bad news, right? Uh, it, particularly kind of the, I think the three things that, uh, aside from the jobs, and we'll talk about that separately, because you always talk about jobs separately. <laughs> you know, there's economic data, and then there's jobs. Uh, jobs are more important than all the rest of the data. It's, it's a general rule. Um, but there were pieces of economic data that came out in the, earlier in the week that did matter. Um, some confirmed some of the concerns that people have had, um, some that gave hope for the future. And I think on balance, it kind of still supports the data we've seen, still supports this idea that we've had in our global market outlook that we're likely to probably to experience a little bit of a mini cycle, meaning a, a modest e uh, uh, increased economic growth in 2020 versus where we were at the end of 2019. Um, and, and the numbers that support that were that CEO confidence on the back of the phase one agreement with China, CEO confidence bounced back from 34 in the survey to 43. Now, 43 is still below 50, which is the optimism pessimism line, but 34 is a lot better than 43. Right. Um, some of the other data as it relates to CEO surveys, and, and you know the, the conference board's not the only one that does that. Um, other people do it too. Those that data series is, is improving. The attitude of CEOs is better, and that that probably bodes well for maybe modest increases in capex expending, which should help out manufacturing because that's still the problem child, right? Um, globally, the global PMI for manufacturing is above 50. Um, we've seen incremental strength out of the emerging markets, in particular in manufacturing over the last month or so. 
but the U.S. is not joining the party, right? The U.S. number this week was 47.2, still below 50, and it was weaker than we saw in November. On the other side, the, the bigger part of our economy is non-manufacturing, and that number was very solid at 55. Um, which is a pretty pronounced increase in that, that, that survey throughout the quarter. So non-manufacturing is no longer being as negatively affected by the weakness in manufacturing as we had seen kind of the trend in the back half of 2019. And that's really good news. That, that's the majority of our economy. And that's probably a, a reason to believe, a continued reason to believe that recession risk in 2020 is actually fairly low. So, you know, you just touched on this. The consumer is really the key factor here in our economy growth. What did the jobs report say this morning and what does that imply about consumer health and spending moving forward? I think the thing that the headlines are capturing is that 145 was significantly lower than it had been um, and that wage growth was a little bit soft. Um, both are true. <laughs> but that number on a month-to-month -month basis is notoriously volatile, right? Um, so, so you got to look at any individual month as, as, as interesting but not particularly hugely informative. Um, Three-month averages are more important. And when you look at the three-month average, on average, the U.S. economy uh, for the fourth quarter generated 184,000 jobs on a, on a monthly basis. Um, for the year, the average was one, about 176,000 jobs. Um, so the fourth quarter is actually a little bit better than the rest of the year. Um, the, the, the wage growth number is interesting. One thing it's showing is there's not a lot of uh, tension in the job market in terms of there still seems to be a little slack even with a 3.5 percent unemployment rate um, 2.9 was was lower than three and it was the first time since I think spring of 2018 that the number was below three percent but again December's a weird month a lot of tiring for the holidays so you, you, December's a really notoriously difficult month for that jobs number um, in general I think it's supportive anything over a hundred thousand jobs hundred thousand jobs is probably me is gonna put downward pressure on the uh, unemployment rate so anything above a hundred thousand is a pretty good number and certainly 184 on the quarter is a really good number. Um, so it really supports our thesis that the U.S. consumer is well-employed and confident and is likely to continue to spend money. And if they do, we're unlikely to go into recession anytime soon. Great. Well, on that positive note, I think we're just out of time. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your insights. Thank you. And thank you. We look forward to seeing you next week.